Today, this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. The social scientist uh, Brené Brown um, writes in her book, Braving the Wilderness, Seeking the, uh, the, seeking the uh, Beloved, uh, Seeking Belonging Community. Uh, she writes about how important uh, the value of community is. Um, not only does she talk about it as, a, as something we would like to have, she talks about it as something that is a deeply human need, that we absolutely need community, and, and we need to belong, uh, and not just belong in a sort of a generic sense, but that we need to belong in some really powerful, meaningful way. We belong to a group, and that's our group. It's a instinct. It's a very human element. She powerfully illustrates it in one section of the book, which I love, and I quote more than once, but it's worth quoting. It says, um, hunger is a, a, a signal to the body that, that the body needs glucose to prevent damage from done. Uh, thirst is a signal to the body that uh, the body needs water uh, to stop any further damage done by dehydration. And loneliness is a signal to the spirit of the body that we need community. And I think that's a very powerful illustration of the most natural, the matter of all sort of innate desires or innate uh, demand of the body to want community. And then she goes on to, to talk in the book very eloquently about uh, what it means to, be, uh, to belong and and that you don't get true belonging in a group without being vulnerable. And the only way uh, that you have mutual belonging is there is mutual vulnerability. And that any group that is missing the vulnerability then is missing the true belonging. Um, and she gives great uh, illustration of how a, a community of faith uh, can be a, a community of true belonging when people are, 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 are vulnerable and willing to be vulnerable to each other and willing to be there for each other. Uh, and that when it's, that's missing, then you don't have the true belonging. And I think we see that in illustrations of when we're the best version of ourselves here at St. Simon's, that, that, that true belonging is real, that we, we look out for each other, especially those who are most in need. Uh, and that uh, we we belong. We feel that sense. I certainly uh, felt that uh, when I went through my, the loss of my, my brother and uh, how you, you bound around me in an incredibly powerful way that you can't, you can't fake. It's just, it's just powerful. Um, it, it's that same sense of belonging that um, St. Paul is trying to illustrate in his, his beautiful letter to uh, the Corinthians, in this section that uh, is just one of the most classic parts of this, is that we're all parts of the same body, and it's, sorts, it's such a powerful image that we've used it uh, ever since as kind of a, one of the sort of magna carta of what it means to be the community, that we have all these different gifts, but we are all one community, sharing them with one another as, as necessary. But, but here's the part is, as the challenge is we've, we hear this passage so often about 
oh, we are all parts of the same body. Go on. We just, we sort of, it goes in one ear and out the other. It goes over our head. But what you have to understand, the original listeners of this would have been uh, shocked because uh, St. Paul twisted what would have been the normal way to use this. You see, in, in that ancient time, um, the, the image of the body was used by Rome and the emperor, um, but the, it wasn't the way, it wasn't everybody was equal. You see, the stomach was the most important because the stomach needed to be fed. All the food needed to come into the stomach, and then the stomach would process the food and give it out all the energy to the necessary parts as it deemed it. The stomach was the Roman Empire, and the plebs were to feed and engorge the emperor and all his men. And that's how it worked, right? So that's how they used it. So Paul comes along and uses a very common metaphor or common analogy and twists it on its head and says, oh yeah, we are a body. We're all equal. Whoa. I mean, those are fighting words. I mean, he was very subtle. Um, but then he says, "There's a we are the body of Christ. You and I. And that we're called... Uh, to recognize that, you know, the hand can't say to the foot, I don't need you, or the ear to the eye can't say, I don't need you. In other words, that we all have our place in this, in this body of the church, and that we are not meant to mirror what the society is doing, which is, you can see where he went, how poignantly he was pointing to the Rome, we're not going to be like the Romans. We're going to all be equal. And, and, and we're called to that inside the church. And so, the idea that we're all equal is that we all have a role to play and we all have gifts to, uh, to share. I mean, an illustration of it is that how many people need to put on a, a mass. I mean, you could have just one person, the priest, but that's not what we do here. We have people in the tech booth. We have lectors. We have Eucharistic ministers. We have a whole choir. And we have, and we have a whole cadre of people who are in the background, mass coordinators, even those who clean the linen, clean the church, and, may, and, and, and do all these, all these unseen things all happen just so that we could be here for this one hour. You see, it's many parts makes, makes the body. So in all of our lives, that's true. But here's the part that I find interesting, is that I think sometimes we struggle they think that we have gifts. I mean, I understand you have a gift, we'll say. Oh, you can do that. Oh, I, I, I don't really have much to offer. And you see, that is the work of the evil one. Because every single one of us have gifts. And they're not given to you just for you. They're given to you for the good of all. I mean, that's the most important part of Paul's Paul's uh, sort of analogy or metaphor is that the, all the parts work together for the sake of the whole body. No, the toe can't operate on its own. The hand can't just, the hand doesn't just go walking off or on its own. The eye doesn't operate on its own. It all operates together for the good of the whole. And so that's what we're called to do. And, and then he goes on to say a very curious thing. And those little things or those insignificant parts that seem most insignificant play the most important role. Now, why does he say that? Because, you see, he's following Jesus. And Jesus points out the, the lame and the broken and the wounded, the widows and the orphans and the children. They're the most important. Why? Because that's the real sign of community. If you want to know how it defines a community, you always ask, how do they, how do they treat the weakest? How's the weakest members of the community treated? That's what will define us. How do we care for the sick? 
those who, who, who are disenfranchised, those who feel outside the circle? Are, are we always welcoming, always asking them not to join the membership, but to be part of our community so that we can serve them? That's what Jesus comes with his Magna Carta we hear today, is that he comes to bring glad tidings to the poor, to heal the sick, and to announce those who are prisoners to go free. That is our role. You and I role is to be that beloved community for all that we come across. So today, what does that mean for all of us? It all sounds wonderful, but how are we to live that out? Well, well, first of all, we have to be willing to discover our gifts and to not think we don't have them. We do. And then we have to be willing to share those gifts with all that we have. Now, maybe that means you have you're a great at listening, a listening ear, that you're tenderhearted. Or, or maybe you, you're, you're great at, at going out to visit those who are, who are sick or those who are, are, are working in, in the fields. Or, or, or maybe you can, uh, are just an important part of the community that enables others to do that. Find out what our role is, accept it, and be it. And most of all, we're called to look out for those who are least able to look out for themselves. The elderly, the sick, the wounded, the disenfranchised. So today, what can we do as we celebrate Christian Unity Week is we can certainly pray for those who are, are not part of our own Christian circle, but part of the wider Christian circle. But we can look for the weak and the broken in our own community and, and seek to serve them so that we can, we can be that body of Christ to call, that God calls us to be today and every day.